0: Good morning. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Paul Malat, and most people call me Polly. I've been a member here since my husband, Alan, and I moved to Santa Rosa from Chicago over two years ago, and today I am preaching my very first sermon ever. Today is National Coming Out Day, and my coming out story is a story of being loved, being liberated, finding life and living authentically. What I've come to know and believe with all of my heart is that God never stopped seeking and searching for ways to be in relationship with us. So won't you join me as I tell you about my wedding story? It was a hot and very steamy Chicago afternoon in late August 2014. My husband and I were married at All Saints Episcopal, an old church building built in 1883 and much like our beloved incarnation, it does not have air conditioning. Ellen and I had invited all of our family and friends, a very diverse group of young, not so young, gay, straight, some very religious and some on that spiritual highway. Everyone was there dressed to the nines in their summer finest. It was a beautifully traditional ceremony Officiated by our good friend, Fran, a lesbian priest who just happens to be a huge, huge Lady Gaga fan. As a surprise to her, Alan and I recessed to an original rendition of Gaga's Born This Way, sung by my sister Cynthia, my niece Megan, and our good friend and local opera sensation, Jesse Oliver. I'm beautiful in my way. Because God makes no mistakes. I'm on the right track, baby. I was born this way. Born this way. Hey, born this way. Hey. You know what? To get the full picture, let's back up. Let's back way up to 1982. I was driving from Paradise, California to San Francisco. ABBA, the album, was on repeat on my tape deck. And everything I had owned was packed into my little 1976 yellow Honda Civic. I had been transferred to San Francisco to attend flood attendant training and to start living my own life. Several months before this, everything I had known about my faith in God and all that I held true came to abrupt end when I came out to my family and my church. I grew up and faithfully attended the Church of Christ. If you've never heard of the Church of Christ or you're unfamiliar with its doctrine, the Church of Christ is an uh, ultra conservative evangelical style church, or as some have referred to it as a Baptist church on steroids. And it's much, much different than the more widely known and more liberal United Church of Christ or UCC. My life centered around church and faith. Anytime the doors were open, I was there. Sunday morning worship, Sunday evening Bible study, and Wednesday night Bible study. As a high school young adult group leader, I assisted in worship services. I organized before school prayer groups. I attended weekend youth rallies and overnight Bible studies. But all that came to an end when I came out to the church and was told by the elders in the congregation that to choose to live a gay lifestyle was an abomination because it's incompatible with Christian teaching. If I wanted to remain in the church, I would have to choose not to be gay. As if being being gay was a choice, like would I prefer beef or chicken tonight? I found myself smack in the middle of an existential crisis. I was not gonna give up who I was so I left the church and basically let left all organized religion for a decade although I never gave up on God and fortunately God never gave up on me. I found God in nature and in relationships with friends and in volunteering with various community outreach organizations. Fortunately for me my parents grew accepting over time and I never stopped searching for a place to worship where I felt accepted and fully loved for the person I was. I knew in my heart that I was fearfully and wonderfully made, to quote Psalms 139. But that was juxtaposed against the deep shame I felt about who I was as a young kid sitting in that pew. Always in the back of my mind, a small voice kept whispering, You're an abomination you're not worthy. I couldn't help but wonder, maybe, was this all part of God's plan for me? Am I really invited to this banquet? Now going back to the parable in today's gospel, the king came in and noticed a man who was not wearing the right clothes and ultimately had him tossed out on his butt. I was that guy. I was deemed unworthy by the standards of the world and especially by the elders of the Church of Christ. I didn't fit in because I wasn't wearing the official wedding robe, so I had to leave the feast. The good news is, after 30-plus years, I eventually found grace, love, and acceptance and my ticket in. Do you know what that invitation looks like? I found it right here in our baptismal covenant on pages 304 and 305 in the Book of Common Prayer. That, my friends, was my invitation to join the wedding feast. Our, our baptismal covenant, it's yours and it's mine and it's ours together. It's more than words on a page. It is beloved community and it's the kingdom of God. We promise to seek and serve Christ in all persons, not just the ones we deem acceptable, the ones wearing the right clothes. We promise to love all our neighbors as ourselves. Not some neighbors, you know, the pretty ones. The ones who have the best education, who wear the latest fashions and drive the newest cars. And we promise to keep striving for justice even when justice seems unreachable. And we promise to respect the dignity of every single person. It's super easy to respect the dignity of people who look like we do, and who act like we do, and who believe like we do. Lesbian poet Mary Oliver says it best, there are a hundred paths through the world that are easier than loving, but who wants easier? I remember seeing an interview with Reverend Peter Lane, Rector of St. Paul and the Redeemer, Hyde Park, Chicago. Peter was talking about the church, Chicago Gay Pride, and Christianity. Peter was looking straight at the camera and saying what felt like directly to me, that it was okay to be gay and be a Christian, that God loves me exactly as I am. Words I heard for the very first time. Wow, how? The two weren't incompatible after all. I mean, I knew it. I had been a practicing Methodist for 20 years before joining the Episcopal Church, but actually hearing those exact words spoken for the very first time made an incredible difference. Words of acceptance spoken in love from a priest wearing a collar, a person of authority, which in my mind represented the elders of the Church of Christ. Something deep within me shifted broke open, and broke loose. I was crying like a baby. It was as if a giant weight that was holding on to me had been lifted. Dear friends, our baptismal covenant is crafted and deeply rooted in love, and it's the essence of who we are. It gave me the right clothes to wear and a seat at the banquet table. Finally, Finally, I was home. Now, my coming out story isn't that different from many kids, hundreds of kids and young adults who are told that they are worthless, are worthless. I was fortunate. I have a loving family and my family did not kick me to the curb when I came out and was deemed other by my church. They stuck by me and after a while, after a long while, I found my way back to church and back to worshiping God with others who don't look like me, who think like me, or who believe exactly like I do. And that's okay because every human being, every lesbian, every gay person, every bi person, every trans person, every person who's questioning who they are, and every straight person. Has the divine image of God superimposed on them and the light of Christ in them, and they are sealed as one of God's own forever. We are all created in the image of God. My friends, know this you are so loved by God, so loved by God. No exceptions. Amen.